Hey, Bliss fam. Welcome to the second part of our conversation with Nicole Moore-Joseph. Not only are we talking about fantasy sex addiction, but we're talking about how she overcame it and is walking with God. You may not have dealt with this specific addiction, but you can think about the steps that she took, the way that she got reconnected with the Lord so that she can overcome her internal struggles and see how it can apply to your life. Now let's check back in about the um, shame cycle and exposing it to God so that the enemy doesn't have power to continue to shame you and yes and hang that over your head because it can make us weary like I've, I've had seasons where I battled with I don't think it well it was lust it was lust if anything else but um, it was definitely masturbation as well that manifested in the physical and I definitely felt that conviction and then not dealing with the heart issue dealing with the abandonment, dealing with the insecurities that in itself kind of brought on the thing. But um, the more I just walk through it and understand like God loves me and God gives me desires that are natural, but there's there's a channel for that. And there's a time for that. And I also need to develop my relationship with God to to have that peace and knowing I don't have to go this route to to see comfort or joy yes. or or temporary pleasure it just it it doesn't feel the same well it's and it's also talking to him like lust isn't a sex issue it's an abandonment issue mm. like a lot of the things that we struggle from like oh my gosh like you can have really bad back pain because your core is weak you know what i mean mm-hmm. i actually think that I can honestly say that my greatest defense to not walking in sin is talking to God about why I want to do this thing. God, why do I like this? What does this come from? And God can tell you, and it still take years for you to be delivered from it. Mm-hmm. It still take years for you. to. This isn't about perfection. Yeah. This is about being renewed and being renewed takes time. And he's okay with that. So why can't I be okay with that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. When did when would you say was the start of your um your deliverance process, you healing from fantasy sex addiction? Um, so I would say when I when I knew that I was gonna be a mother, that was really I started to see a Christian therapist and in, in 2018 and from 2018 up until last year, I was still fantasizing. I was masturbating, not as much. It had Mm -hmm. slowed down. I was still looking at pornographic, you know what I mean? Um, but I started seeing a therapist and we were starting to break down why I was doing the things I was doing psychologically because Sin, demons, they hide in broken places. Okay, this is broken. Why was it broken? What happened? And to be honest with you, the widest gate for influence of sin and demonic activity for me, and I believe for all of humanity really, is unforgiveness. Wow. Mm. It is mm. It is a chasm for whatever the devil wants to dump in there. And that's why I'm like, when I come across, when I think about my past or I meet, you know, other 
young, it's mostly young women that open up or men. I'm like, the problem isn't you. It's what happened to you that hasn't been dealt with. And so for me, unforgiveness, what unforgiveness of myself, I hated myself. Mm. I hated my, my inner child. You know, we, we did this exercise where she was like, I want you to imagine yourself. Um, Cause you always, you'll never forget the memory of being a child. You'll always have childhood memories of you. So when I say inner child, I'm talking about the memory of your, of who you were as a child. And she said, I want you to like, imagine that you see yourself. How do you feel? And I was like, I hate her. I didn't know that I was wow. walking around with self-hatred. Mm. And so the process was understanding, identifying the wound and where it came from and then processing it. Sometimes it was just talking about it and crying and letting mm. it out and being made space for is, is so healing. Yeah, it is. It really is. And deliverance came a couple of years after I started the healing process. I, I had an encounter. I woke up and God gave me a vision of this demon. And I was like, oh, and as soon as I saw, I, I knew what it was. I knew what it was. It was there. It was a, he presented it to me as a, as a woman. Um, I don't know if demons actually have gender, but presented it to me as a woman. And she had these holes drilled in her. And there was like this black ink that was just spilling out mm. and she was in black and white. So I, I figured that black ink was probably, it was supposed to be blood, but demons aren't alive. They're dead. So that's why it was probably black and why she was black and white and she was chained and she was just like, like moving towards whatever was in front of her with these black coal eyes, just like moaning. Like she just wanted whatever was in front of her. But I knew that because the, that liquid that was coming out, she would never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, what is that? And he said, the spirit of want, which is lust. And I said, what do I do? He said, renounce it. I just started renouncing it and whatever else the Holy Spirit said. And I had like, like a minor manifestation and it just, it was gone. Like I literally felt this weight lift off of me. And then about two weeks later, the desire to fantasize came back. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, did I let it back in? Like, I was so nervous. And he said, you need to renew your mind because while you were occupied, strongholds were set up. And so I continued in therapy. I continued reading the word and I was patient with myself. I don't beat myself up when I miss the mark, you know? And it was through that process that within me, God developed this heart of repentance. See, most mm -hmm. of the things that mm -hmm. we need to overcome the sin we face, the sin that we're tempted to, to take on in our daily lives, God grows that within us. It's nothing that I could do out of my own strength. You know what I mean? With surrender to him, he grows within me the desire to not give into the sin. That's good. Yeah. Thank you for walking us through that. That is an amazing testimony of the deliverance oh. process of, of healing. Like that's a lot. And like you said, it's ongoing. Like you're walking it out each and every day. Yeah. Someone walking in with a gaping wound and they're like, can you wrap this up? 
And it's like, you have to clean it out. Like you can dress it up all you want, but it's only going to make it worse. Like you're not going to, whatever tips, whatever you cover it with is not enough to sustain. You actually have to just surrender it to be cleaned. Mm -hmm. And that means like going to God and being like, all right, Lord, look at this thing. I don't like it. What are we going to do about this? It's going to look different for everybody. Now, once he cleans it out and dresses it, then you have to protect your deliverance. And that's where the tips come in. Um, accountability, you know, the crowd that you're hanging out with, the kind of music you're listening to, the kind of movies that you're watching. There were certain movies that I wasn't able to watch when I was going through my healing process. Some of those movies, they don't, they don't have the same effect on me that they used to. I don't watch stuff that's pornographic, period. If it's even close, I, I just agree with my spirit. But there are some movies where, you know, like if it's like a husband and a wife, like that warms, you know what I mean? Like I'm okay, but, but, but what I can tolerate, I don't, I don't also embargo what I can tolerate. I rely on the Holy Spirit for that as well. Because in one season, there might be certain music that doesn't affect me in a certain way. And in another season, I'm like, okay, no, I can't listen to this. So I just rely on the Holy Spirit and the conviction that he brings. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like, if, if there's a wound, I, I need to, I want it cleaned out. Mm-hmm. So heal properly. How do you manage your triggers? Like, is is it to what you just said? Like you try to navigate, like make sure you identify, oh, this is something I don't want to expose myself to right now. Like that's a good question. Yeah. How do you manage those triggers? So most of the thing about triggers that I'm realizing is that they're all internal. Like the, the trigger isn't one of the things that I have learned in my healing process is as much as I can, I do my best to only hold myself accountable to Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and not the thing or person that did or said whatever they did that caused the feeling to come up. So if I see something on TV and it triggers, I don't say, Ooh, it's this thing that I'm watching. I ask, why did I respond that way? I always put the, bring the responsibility back to me. That's good. And sometimes I'll write it down and I'll ask my therapist and we'll go through it. Or I'll, I'll, the first person I I ask is the Lord. Most of the time. Um, I'll talk to a friend about it. Like sometimes he'll put the face of that, of the person and I'll, and I'll call them and I'll ask them like, Hey, I, I kind of felt this way. What do you think? Sometimes I know what it is. It could be if I just sit there and I, okay, I heard this on the radio and it made me upset. Why do I feel upset? What were they talking about? Mm -hmm. Okay. They were talking about this. Maybe it was like, you know, uh, a wife was like, oh, my husband, he's so romantic. He took me here, there, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, why did that irritate me? Why do I feel that I've been feeling lonely this past week because my mm. husband's been working late. And did, so I backtrack and I unravel. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is putting on pressure on the fact that I feel lonely. Mm. Why have I been feeling lonely? Because I've been putting expectations on my husband 
mm-hmm. to be Superman companion, but he's not Superman companion. Jesus is. Yeah. Well, how has my time been in the word? How has my time been in worship? Am I just going through the motions? I have been going through the motions. Why am I just going through the motions? Because deep down, I know that there's something God wants me to talk about that I'm not ready to deal with. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's where the trigger came from. So I do all that work. Now <laughs> it takes me two minutes. Sometimes it takes me two weeks. I don't beat myself up either way. And the Holy Spirit helps me with that. Don't don't beat yourself up. That's good. Oh, yeah. That's wisdom. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's sure. Really sure. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been enjoying this conversation, guys. If you I'm have so been glad. listening to this part of the episode, let us know what are some gems that Nicole dropped that are standing out right now for you. Like, we want to hear it. Let us know. Um, Like this year, more than ever, like I feel like I myself need to lean into the discomforts that I face. And mm-hmm. that is tied to my journey, my walk with God. So there's several things that he that he shows me. Sometimes I can be really fearful. And so um, when there's something that makes me uncomfortable, I feel partly like I don't want to deal with it. But another part is like, this is good for me. God is good. And I need to lean into this because there's growth on the other side of this. So how can you, what would you say to encourage those who are listening to your story and feel like they're in the thick of either fantasy sex addiction or something in that area, some sort of addiction, and um, they don't want to face themselves just yet. They're having a little difficulty. What would be something you would share with them? I would say write, start, start small. You know, God's not asking you to, you know, jump in the white water raft with him just yet. Some of us need to sit on the shore for a little bit before we dip our toe in. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. He really does meet us where we're at. Um, So I would say, give yourself grace. And understand that God isn't looking to tear you apart. He's looking to love you to a better life. And that takes time. And he's not asking you for perfection. He's just asking that you start, take a chance with him by letting him in. So I started journaling. I journaled for years before I said, okay, God, I'm, I'm ready in those journals. I was writing to God. I wrote how I felt the things that I felt like I couldn't say. I wrote them on paper. And as I started to do that, I started to be more aware of his presence. And I realized, wow, you're not judging me. You're just letting me write this out. Once I realized and understood that God isn't an angry deity waiting to strike me down, but he's a loving father and a friend and a brother that's just sitting next to me with his arm around me. Like it's okay. I started to feel more comfortable opening up. So I would say 
start small, start with, I don't trust you, God. I saw what you, I saw, I see how my mother turned out. I want to turn out like her. And she was in church all her life. God, I love sex. I don't want to give it up. It feels too good. Start there Mm -hmm. and keep going. I like this. I like oral sex. I like to masturbate. I like watching this kind of pornography. I, it feels, I don't want to give it up. And I know it's not right, but that's just where I am. I'm telling you, (laughs) oh man, I'm getting so excited because I know that people are here, people that hear this are going to do what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and they're going to witness the power of God and realize that he's not some scary monster Mm -hmm. waiting to strike you down. Like (laughs) he's like, listen, I get it. I get it. And there were times where I would pour my heart out to God. And he would blanket me with the best sleep of my life. And the next day I'd wake up and he'd be like, you need to repent. I was ready to repent. He gave me time to rest in his, he will give you the grace to repent. I mean, come on. And so if I had repented that night, it wouldn't have been authentic. It would have been out of, oh, I don't want you to be mad at me. No, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you. I poured out all my wrath on Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he gave me that night to rest. And when I woke up, I went to him with boldness and the desire to repent. Living out the scriptures. Listen, <laughs> start start with what you can. If all you can say is, God, I don't like it. I think the Bible's boring. Tell him. <laughs> Keep it's it boring. Keep it real with God. He knows your heart. Keep it anyway. real. <laughs> he ain't afraid of you. <laughs> he trying. When we open up to him, when we're honest about where we are, yeah. that's how we can be led. The problem is we, ooh, I got to get in a Bible study. I got to do that. No, you're trying to create your way to God. You're building a Babel. You're trying to build a tower to him and you can't, you can't, you like going to the strip club. Tell him I like going to the strip club. Just tell him. <laughs> yeah. The desires fall away. Mm-hmm. We can't push them away. They have to fall away as his love in us fills the space of our life. Those things just fall away. You low key, you really do feel like it's, it fell off. Like, yeah, like a, a loose tooth that wasn't supposed to be there anymore. Like yes. you're growing your adult teeth, but the baby tooth comes yes. out. It's like, yes. like I, it felt like there's something that used to be there is not there anymore. Something better is coming. Yeah, and so you have to have that hope that because you mentioned earlier, like, well, what happens if I, you know, get rid of this? Then what? Then what am I going to be? Who am I going to be? You're going to be better. Yes, so you are. Whoever's listening, you got to have that hope that you will become better. Amen. And you and you know what? It's you get to it's like you get introduced to who you really are. Mm. Because when mm. you're hiding, yeah. You hide from God, you're hiding from yourself. Because we're made in his image. Come on, bars. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and so the parts that I loved the most about myself are the parts that are getting bigger. The parts that I didn't like about myself are falling away, mm-hmm. disintegrating. Wow. And it's like, oh, the things that I like about myself 
have actually increased. And the things I didn't like about myself are falling away. See, that's a different message in itself because there's a, there's an identity issue in the world. There's a, a self-love issue in the world, kind of like in the sense of seeing yourself the way God sees you. And it's hard to do that if you don't have a relationship with him. Right. So that's a very very important message. I like what you said about identity because the enemy tries to get us to believe that our sin is our identity. Mm -hmm. We can't allow ourselves to be defined by urges. Yeah, this uh, sanctification is a process and it's something you you walk through in life. And that doesn't mean that you won't get tempted. You won't face certain things in different levels, in different forms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you have to take responsibility, like you said, to to learn from your mistakes. Right. So you don't repeat it. Right. We have to be we have to be grown ups in that sense and and do our part and also not be too hard on ourselves, too. Right. So we don't end up in a sin cycle and yeah. thinking like, oh, wait, I have to perform perfection. So God will love me. Like, no, there's a root to that feeling in that thought. Yes. And so there's there's so many elements involved. There's so many. Yeah. So <laughs> many elements. This conversation is very powerful. I appreciate you, Nicole, for that. Yeah, sure. For sharing all of that. Now, before I let you go, there is um there is a purpose, partly. For, for us having our conversation tonight. And it's because you are doing something about um, fantasy sex addiction. Not only are you sharing your testimony, but you're using your, your other godly gifts to bring to light in a creative way and to get more people in into the knowledge of what this is and, and where they can get hope. So tell us more about your project. Yes. Okay. So I, in 2020, I started writing a feature, a feature screenplay uh, called Here Lies the Red Bird. And it is my true story told in a fictional tale. Mm -hmm. Uh, The story is about a Black woman who is a fantasy sex addict. And she meets a man that challenges her perception of love and intimacy. This is the only man that's ever truly seen her. And he's a white cop. Mm-hmm. Record yeah. scratch. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's so interesting how that came about um, because um, a friend of mine, he's an actor and and he's he's white and he's a follower of Christ. And he reached out to me shortly after the death of George Floyd. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, I mean, we were both just spent over the situation. And he said, I really want to use my art to say something. He was like, I don't know if it's really my place as a white man to be making commentary on this. Um, as a matter of fact, it was really interesting. He said that he was, he saw the comments that his white friends were making on social media Mm -hmm. and his reaction to their comments were, wow, you guys are clueless. You have no idea what you're talking about. Like, this is totally insensitive. And he's like, I feel really disgusted by what my white friends are saying. And he said, I want to speak up, but I don't want to make my black friends feel the way my white friends are making me feel right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's very considerate, you know? 
Um, and so he said, you know, I, I, I want to use my art to say something. Would you, would you want to say something with me? I was like, absolutely. And so that's how the script came to pass. We knew that we wanted to talk about racial reconciliation from a kingdom perspective mm. rather than perpetuating this BS ugh, narrative that the media was trying to like, just cause more, more and more division. Um, and so the story kind of melded the stories together and that's how the script was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right now, so the, the feature's finished. Um, and right now I'm in the process of fundraising for a short film that will serve as a proof of concept to the feature. Uh, and it's also will serve as an educational tool to educate the public on what fantasy sex addiction is kind of gives them a glimpse into, Oh, that's what it's like mm-hmm. you know, to sort of garner interest and mm-hmm. resources to be able to yeah. produce the feature. Yeah. So that's what I've been working on. Um, getting my story out there, letting the public know and raising money for the, for the short film. Wonderful. So how can we at Bliss for Singles support you, Nicole? Oh my goodness. That's such a, I love hearing that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for those of you that are in a position to donate, um, if you go to my Instagram, um, here lies the red bird, which is the name of the film. Uh, here, H-E-R-E, lies, L-I-E-S, the red bird. You, there's a, um, a link tree. And in the link tree, it has the GoFundMe link, as well as other links filled with information on the film. It could tell you a little bit more about the story. And the same thing with my uh, artist, uh, artist IG page, which is I am Nicole Moore Joseph. So both link trees, the same link trees are, are linked in both accounts. Uh, if you are in a position to donate, please, no donation is too small. No donation is too small. And I mean that. Um, but also if you're not in a position to, to donate, Following the page is free. Sharing the page is free. Or, and, or, if you know someone with a podcast or someone um, with a certain level of influence that embraces stories of healing, remember me. Tell them about me. Share my story. Uh, that's my, my biggest goal right now is getting my story out there, raising awareness. And I know the support will come as I continue to do that. Yes. Awesome. So bliss fam and special guests of the podcast, we encourage you to support this endeavor, this project. So not only can more people become aware of what fantasy sex addiction is, but that, um, we support, um, businesses and, um, creative endeavors that are to glorify the kingdom or glorify God and build up the kingdom. Like we need more of that. There's so many projects out there that go underfunded, but a lot of people don't know about it. So like she said, if you can't pay, if you can't spend something right now, sharing is free. Supporting on the follow is free. Tell your friends, (laughs) tell somebody about it. You never know what that share will mean to someone. Yes. And also, so this script, 
you know, I wrote it particularly for people who don't go to church that might feel like they're not welcome. It's rated R. It's a, it's a secular film, but it has a message of healing and the redemptive power of Jesus. Um, I particularly didn't want to market it as a Christian film because I didn't want okay. anyone to feel alienated. Like, oh, that's for Christians. I can't, like, I don't want to see that. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's a movie <laughs> about a real story. You know what I mean? Um, it's not gratuitous or anything like that, but it's, it's raw. Mm. It's raw. It's not for everybody. And so I like to let people know that because I don't want anyone to have this expectation of this like perfectly polished film that's can be showed in the sanctuary. This ain't that. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not that. This is for, you know, people that they watch their HBO shows, they watch their mm-hmm. show, you know, and they don't think twice about it. Those are the people that I want to reach. Gotcha. And so, yeah. Okay, that's just right for Netflix, you know, call, I know, right? call Netflix out. I know they're going through something right now, but I know, you know right? They're gonna pull they gonna pull through it. <laughs> we gotta get these projects greenlit. Well, I appreciate that clarification. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. Wow, was there anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up our conversation? No, I just you know, I wanted to go back to the whole falling away thing, like mm-hmm. those things that weigh you down, those sins, those urges, like they really do fall away more and more and more. And then one day you look up and it's not even a temptation anymore. And you can like, when did this happen? I remember a friend of mine said to me, you know, one day you're going to look up and realize, wait, I had not fantasized in she was right. It wasn't like a faucet turned off. It's like, it was just, it was a gaping, like a rushing water. And over time, it just got smaller and smaller. But far it was just a drip, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, so just remember that God loves you. He's rooting for you. He's rooting for you. And there's no depth that he won't reach to pull you out. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for your time, for your testimony, for your words of wisdom Um, coming from your experiences, the highs and the lows. Thank you for all of that and sharing that with me in the in the Bliss for Singles podcast. We appreciate you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys, we thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If there's anything that you got from this and you want to share your feedback for, with me and with Nicole, you can send us an email at bliss4singles at gmail.com. I'll definitely be sharing that with her as well. Like, look at the feedback we got. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>